Hey there, it's Lacey J here to ask you to go to spacebearmedia.com right now to access all our content, buy yourself some merch, and most importantly, send us a message, the latter of which we'll reply to on our newly revamped weekly pre-shows, where we have as many fun segments as we do on the audio pod. There are current events with Christy, corrections and observations with Ben, and as always, questions with Derek. Plus, I have new fun facts and tell a terrible fucking joke every single week. Please join us, and please consider rating and reviewing us on your favorite app, or recommending us to a friend who loves Lost. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's season three, episode 22 of Lost in My 40s. It's called Through the Looking Glass, part one. It's a Jack episode, and it's a Derek episode. But first, hello. How's everybody? Are we ready to finish season three? I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Don't leave the bars again. Season three. <laughs> Every time we get to the end of a season, I cannot fucking believe we've made it to the end. Um, and season four is going to be even cray cray uh, because it's so short. Um, couple things, couple announcements. First of all, today you have three episodes to download and listen to. Uh, not just this one, but Through the Looking Glass Part Two, and then also our uh, bonus episode. We're going to talk about theories and questions that were floating around after season three. Um, dive deep into our character power rankings, including an aggregate over the three seasons. Christy is going to give us a peek into Lost Missing Pieces, the webisodes that were released between the original airing of season three and original airing of season four. And then, of course, we will talk to Derek about his biggest questions after the first half of the show and maybe what his little pet theories are. After you power through everything today, uh, you're going to miss us for eight weeks, but we will be back with season four on July 19th. You're going to get the season three recap and season four episode number one. It's called The Beginning of the End, and it's a Hurley episode, and of course will be a Derek episode. So you're going to get all of that on July 19th. Now, to the most important thing, before I can let Derek start. I want to talk about how we're going to discuss these next two episodes, because you should know we have watched them both. Derek knows the end. He's seen the reveal. I'm assuming anyone listening to this podcast does as well. We are intended to spend the next two episodes in the dark that we are watching a flash forward. But we, however, are going to discuss these episodes with the hindsight that we have seen the end and that we know what we are watching are flash forwards, okay? Just so that you understand that that is the way we're going to discuss it because I think it'll make for more interesting discussions if we can talk about what's really happening, all right? So, Ben, could you please update us? On our power rankings that haven't changed for two weeks. So if people really need this update, I don't know what their problem is. But what's it look like before we end this show? Well, it looks like Hurley in third place. Before we end this season. Sorry. There you go. (laughs) 
Hurley is in third place with 110 points, just behind Juliet in second with 113, and Sawyer still in first place with 123. The bottom, the bottom should be no surprise to anyone. Mr. Cooper in third place, negative 59. Paolo Poopstick in second with negative 80. And the bottom of the bottom, Dead Pants Danny with negative 90 points. Danny. Now I'm thinking about Ryan, the new Danny. I hope he mm-hmm. dies soon. <laughs> 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 now, episode 22, Through the Looking Glass, part one. Derek, let's go. Okay, so the episode starts with flash forward number one, although we don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. In a heavily bearded Jack, a <laughs> terribly bearded oh, Jack. God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they wait? Why? Why do they always give Jack the most ridiculous flashback hair? Yeah, it looks like a merkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was saying he actually looks like Surge from System of a Down. Oh, like okay. the singer of System of a Down. He sort of like throughout this entire episode, with they they show him, he sometimes looks like Surge from System of a Down, and then he sometimes looks like Ben Affleck with that beard. Oh yeah. So I think Christy's right. It looked like he went muff diving and came up with a merkin stuck to his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So Derek. Jack, with his terrible beard, is sitting on a plane having a drink as a flight attendant walks down the aisle. As she's telling people to fasten their seatbelts, Jap, Jack, Jap, Jack taps her on the shoulder, hands her his glass and asks for another. She tells him no because they're landing in 20 minutes. And Jack says, well, 20 minutes is a long time. <coughs> Jesus, Jack. It's nowadays, you get thrown off the, the plane. They'd be throwing you out the plane nowadays. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of getting a drink, she hands him a newspaper, whatever that is, and tells him <laughs> to fasten the seat. Belt. <laughs> Suddenly, the plane starts shaking with turbulence and the captain comes over the loudspeaker. Sorry about the bumps, folks. We're just hitting a little warm air as we make our descent into Los Angeles. Please keep those seatbelts fastened. We'll have you on the ground shortly. Jack looks down at the newspaper and sees something that upsets him. He rips whatever he has looking out, looking at out of the paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jack is now driving over a bridge and stops in the middle. He looks at the uh, piece of newspaper he tore out and cries with his head on the steering wheel. Did anybody Jack have did. ideas about like what he was looking at when you were watching for the first time? Like Derek, did no. you? No, I'm did thinking you? that since it's not a big piece, it's probably like an obituary or something. Okay, so you thought right away obituary. Um, the first time I watched it, I thought what he saw was a wedding announcement for Sarah, his ex. Oh, that's that what makes I a thought. Lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's th- what I thought I obituary thought was as well. You did? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But if it was a wedding announcement, you probably would have crashed it and, like, you know, gone crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, and psycho Jack. Well, yeah, but he gets up, he, you know, he's like going to jump off a bridge. So that's kind of what I thought. I was like, oh, uh, okay. So we're after they've split up, but before he crashed on the island and, like, she's getting married and he's suicidal. And, you know, that's like the state of mind he was in when he came to the island, is what I'm thinking, right? Um, on the bright side, yeah. on the bright side, if it was a marriage announcement, at least he'd finally know the, the guy's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. 
So he takes out his uh, cell phone and dials a number. The voicemail recording can be heard. And then Jack says, hey, it's me. I, um, I just read. And then hangs up the phone. He steps out of the car and climbs up a ledge on the side of the bridge, looking over to a steep drop to solid concrete. He takes a deep breath. And out loud, he asks for forgiveness. And right at that moment, the sounds of a swerving car can be heard behind him and an allowed collision and smack and breaking glass. Uh, the light of a fire brightens Jack's face and a horn beeps continuously. A child can be heard screaming, mom, mom, the mother screams help. And then Jack runs towards them. Very reminiscent of season one, episode one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's oh, like yeah. running into danger. So back to day 90 on the island and everyone at original beach is packed up and ready to flee to the radio tower. Jack nods at Kate, who then looks at a worried Sawyer. Jack walks over to Saeed and asks if he has everything he needs. Saeed says no, but they've made the best of what they've got. Uh, Jack asks about Bernard and Jin, and Saeed says they're both excellent shots and highly motivated. The dynamite's in place. We won't miss. And Jack, no matter what, yeah, no matter what <laughs> happens here, I want you to keep moving. Keep moving for that radio tower. Don't turn back for any reason. I'm willing to give my life if it means securing rescue, but I'm not giving it up for nothing. You understand? Damn, Saeed. All right. Yeah. Know, man. He is, yeah. yeah. That's He's a pretty great guy. He is. Mm. Aside Jack from the he, torture hobby. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's that. <laughs> right, but, you know. Price, you're going to keep throwing that in his face? I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that man anymore. Okay, oh, Rose. Okay, oh, okay. all right. I will just blow Saeed instead. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack says he understands, and they shake hands. Speaking of, Rose walks over to Bernard, who's loading his gun. She offers to make the make SOS again. sign. Yeah. Now, the SOS comment, I guess, is cute, but it's when she like forces him to say he's a dentist. Yeah. She says she'll make the SOS sign if he'll agree to not to not do this. He declines, and she makes him say out loud, I am a dentist. I am not Rambo. Before they hug goodbye. Before she removes his penis from his body, puts it right, in her purse. The testicles are already gone. Oh, my God. God. And Danielle is watching as Hurley holds Aaron and talks to Charlie. He tells her that Charlie will be fine, and then Jen tells Son to stay close to Jack and, the, and rest if she needs to. Son asks him why he's volunteered to do this, and Jin says in English, because we have to go home. Son starts to cry, and the two kiss. Juliet is watching them from a bit away, and she stands with Naomi. To the entire group, Jack says, all right, let's do it. Danielle takes the lead, and the entire group follows, except for Saeed, Jin, and no Dick Bernard. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that that shot of them standing there is hilarious because it's like Saeed and Jin both standing there with guns looking like hard. And then Bernard trying to look hard, but he can't yeah. look hard because his dick just got ripped off again in front right. of everybody. He's a dentist. And he's a dentist, not, he's a dentist. not Rambo. Hey, man, you know, dentists can cause pain. They can bring the pain. Oh, oh, absolutely, they have can. <laughs> you have a talent for butt. causing me pain. <laughs> is it safe? Is it safe? So then we go to the lost title screen. 
So the group is now walking along the shoreline behind Danielle. Naomi I, asks, I'm going to point. I'm going to point out in this scene. I swear to God, you could tell everybody walking down that beach was not expecting for that for that wave to be as big as it was. Because all yeah. of a sudden, everybody's walking through the water, and it's like nobody nobody tried to move. It's like the person in front kept walking, and everyone else was like, "Well, I guess we got to get the shot." So everyone just kept walking. So everyone, well, you better if the director. Feet. If the director hasn't said cut, you better keep oh, yeah. fucking acting. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. the, that big wave does kind of crash on them. I also want to say I love the um, trekking to the tower music. The score that was written for these scenes when they're walking um, is some of my favorite music in the entire series. Yes, it's good stuff. Anyway. So Naomi asked Jack what he did for a living before he became Moses. He laughs and tells her he was a doctor. She says, right, of course you were. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Naomi said she needs Jack at Jack's attention for a minute. And when Juliet stops along with him, she acts like she doesn't want Juliet there saying, none of your people trust her. Juliet says, Jack can catch up with her when he's finished and keeps walking. Naomi then pulls out her phone and tells Jack she needs to show him how it works in case anything happens to her. Hmm. She says, it's actually simple. You turn her on here. This opens a direct channel to the freighter. Give her, give her a tap here. Wait for the beep and say hello. Once the rock star turns over whatever underground contraptions jamming us, this red light will turn a lovely shade of green. That'll be any time now. Yeah. Jack replies, hopefully. So in the looking glass station, Charlie is now tied up and being punched by the blonde woman while both interrogate him. And she's wailing on him. Yeah, yeah. she's like, she's really? got, she got bitch face too. Yeah, she does. She has nice arms though. Like she looks like she can throw a punch. Oh yeah. They want to know who he is and how he got down there. Well, he swam. I mean, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> 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 Well, they tell him they won't hurt him if he tells the truth. He tells him he came in an invisible submarine and the blonde woman punches him again. <laughs> I love Charlie is so great in these in these scenes in the looking glass. And he's just like taking no shit. He's like, I'm about to die. I'm going to just do yeah. whatever. Just take my beating, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Take my beating. Be a smart ass. Like, yeah. Again, they demand to know how he found out about the station. Charlie says, Juliet told us she's one of us now, in case you haven't heard. <laughs> the women decide to call Ben and go into a small communications room. Charlie watches as he remembers Desmond's words, which could be heard. You're inside a room full of equipment. There's a blinking yellow light above a switch. Charlie sees the light in the room as Desmond's voice continues. You flick the switch, light goes off, and you drown. Hmm. <sighs> At Camp Others, Ben is writing in a journal when the blonde woman radios him. Mikhail and Richard are playing chess and notice Ben is on his walkie as he walks from his tent. Oh, yesterday well, I saw Mikhail in an episode of SVU. Who's not in an episode of SVU? Yeah, no, nobody. I've been in two episodes of SVU for Christ's I know. Sake. I was thinking by now we've probably all been in one. All righty. So the woman identifies herself as Bonnie, and Ben immediately asks her why she's breaking the radio silence. She tells him that one of the plane crash survivors swam down to the looking glass, and they have him tied up. When Ben asks who it is, Charlie screams from the other room, It's Charlie! Tell him I said hi! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. God, Boy, awesome. Ben is like, the look on Ben's face when oh, he yeah. hears that. One yeah. of them was in the looking glass. He was like, oh, fuck no. 
So Bonnie tells Ben that Julia told Charlie how to find them. And Ben says, all right, sit tight. Don't do anything. I'm sending help. So he then turns to Mikhail and says, Mikhail, you need to go down to the looking glass and find out what Charlie Pace is doing down there. But Mikhail reminds Ben that he told everyone the looking glass was flooded. Oops. <laughs> ben says, I lied. <laughs> which, Casual, I which lied. takes me back to the scene that he had in his house with Juliet. When uh-huh. she accused him of being a liar, and he said, "I'm not a liar." Oh yeah, he was very. Well, adamant. he lied about that too. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so Mikhail says he can be there by dawn, but worries about what else Juliet might have told the originals. As he leaves, Ben gets back on his walk and says, "Ryan, are you there?" Oh boy, good old Ryan. So at the original beach, Ryan's walkie is off as he looks at the camp through binoculars. Ryan makes sure that Tom's walkie is off as well, and then another other and another other approaches. <laughs> she tells him that Juliet has marked three tents with white coral. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan says, go, and the others advance as a unit and fan out to the three tents. Saeed, Ballas, Bernard, and Jim oh my are all God. advantage points waiting. Saeed waits until the others literally pull back the sheets and tie inside the marked tent. Yeah, I was waiting. Like, when are they going to shoot? You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. And the woman, well, the woman says it's empty, and Ryan yells to get away. Saeed fires, and a tent explodes, knocking down at least three others. Boom. Probably killed them, I would say. Yeah, yeah. well, they did kill him. Yeah. yeah. Ryan screams that it's a trap. It's a trap. Tells <laughs> everyone to run. Bernard says, "Please, God," and then fires his gun. A few others. Go fly. A few other others go flying, and then Jin aims his weapon, but he fires his gun twice and misses both times. Ah, I'll say Bernard would be the one that misses. Yeah, know, Rose yeah. Vina said, "You're a dentist. You're a dentist." <laughs> now so, yeah. Bernard is like, "I'm Rambo, fucker." That's right. <laughs> like we go back to her thing about pheasants not shooting back. You know what? Uh, you know what else doesn't shoot back? The dynamite, dynamite. he shot at. Yeah. So you know, just saying. <clears throat> so after Jin misses twice, bullets go flying in his direction. He counters and shoots two of them down. So at least he hit them. That's true. He crawls out from this vantage point, but is knocked down by the blunt end of Ryan's shotgun. Ryan yells out that he's got Jin and tells Saeed and Bernard to drop their weapons. Bernard takes off running, but Tom clotheslines him to the ground. <laughs> and, and Saeed <laughs> has a sniper scope on Ryan's head and is about to pull the trigger when he feels a gun pressed against his head. And he hears a voice say, finger off the trigger, and Saeed complies. Oof. Yeah, I was, I was hoping he'd shoot, but... So, several kilometers away, the survivors watch as smoke <laughs> rises. Rose says, there was supposed to be three explosions. Uh, Fucking Bernard. Uh, 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 yeah, it must have been, must have been your idiot husband fucking yeah, up. Yeah. Dentist. Oh, there was God. supposed to be a big kaboom. Where's the big kaboom? <laughs> And Kate replies, it didn't work. Well, two out of three is not bad. Two out of three is not bad. That's true. Killed some of them. So we go to flash forward number two, although we still don't know it yet. Jack is in the hospital being sutured by a doctor. She tells him that the news people are outside since he's a hero and all. So Jack I think about- like this part, this the way that they wrote this to make you witness him, you know, run into this car crash and distract you from the idea that we might be watching a flash forward. 
uh, with that was really clever, and I just love it. I love that they took the end of season three and changed the game all over again. Like, they invented the flashback, they made that format famous, and then just when you're used to it, they're like, fuck you, watch this. (laughs) Maybe there'll be a flash sideways. Derek, did you have any... um, (laughs) Uh, just <laughs> are you being are you kidding no i'm just saying i mean we got a flashback flash forward why not flash side let's <laughs> maybe put they a, do let's put a when pin in that was, <laughs> yeah when this was happening did you have any idea that it was a flash forward well i'm going to tell you i'm coming up to the point where i got suspicious okay, okay. so jack okay. asked about the woman from the accident is told she's been stabilized now here's where i'm like a pregnant sarah randomly walks in and asks jack what happened well, she's yeah. pregnant. She wasn't pregnant before. So it just seems like it's true. But I guess the thing is, it's like we don't they never really explain exactly how much time has passed or what year it is in some of the flashbacks. So true. for all we know, like they've been split up and divorced for years. And like it's you could easily explain it that way. Like I can understand right. maybe you'd be a little bit suspicious, but it's not like super obvious because you could also go well yeah that seems weird but i guess i don't really know when you know they split up and yeah and like the then the fact that she goes into i'm still your emergency contact definitely yeah. makes you think that it was at least somewhat recent right because why wouldn't yeah. you change that yeah and he's not stalking her so right <laughs> so he tells her about the accident she asks if he's drinking again of course goes into that he tries to deny it and then gets annoyed and asks her why she's even there. She reminds him that she's still his emergency contact. She asks Jack why he was out driving at 2 a.m. and he ignores her and asks for a ride home. Sarah says, I don't think that would be appropriate. Okay, why are you here then? You know, when they called you, you could just say, yeah, well, I was, I'm was, i like his ex-wife and I'm not coming to the hospital. I'll call someone else for him or something. Like, why do you come there and then act that way? It's so weird. Yeah, it is. She could have just called Jack's mom and been like, yeah, your fuck up son. Exactly. Yeah. You know? That's what I'm saying. Just call somebody else. I mean, like, I'm apparently, you know, your Jack's in the hospital. Please go check on him and also ask him to remove me as his emergency contact. That would have been simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess we're supposed to see that she's pregnant so that Jack has yeah. to be, like, devastated. So Jack replies, well, thanks for coming down, Sarah. She says <laughs> goodbye and leaves. <laughs> He's what's his uh, name? What's his name? (laughs) He's hilariously sarcastic in that moment, I think. So back on the island, Jack is now watching the smoke rising from their beach. Son asks why there were only two explosions. And Jack says, maybe it wasn't needed. But then Rose asks about all the other gunshots. Jack says, listen, they had no idea that we were waiting for them. And size with your husbands, they're going to be fine. And they're going to be a couple of hours behind us. Son wants to wait for them and tells Jack to leave her there. He tells her nobody gets left behind. And Rose says, Ugh. if you say live together, die alone to me, Jack, I'm going to punch you in the face. Okay. Then maybe I'll say something. Maybe, maybe I'll say something else to you, Rose. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Honestly, that was her only redeeming line. I actually kind of liked it. (laughs) 
Oh God! At this point, I'm just I want her to shut up. It's like no. I I actually wish he would have just gone over there and punched her in the face and been like, no. Yeah, she would have said that like before all this other crap. You know, I would have been like, hey, that's pretty cool. But no, I was just tired of her. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Like your nerves are already frayed, yeah. so she's not funny anymore. All right. Nope. Got she's it. not Jack funny. laughs and then convinces them to keep moving because that was the plan. As they move on, Naomi looks at her phone, which is still flashing red. So back at the looking glass, the women are still questioning Charlie. He tells them that he's there to turn off the jamming equipment, and it doesn't matter what they do to him. He will be turning it off. Bonnie then says, you are, huh? So what's the code? When Charlie seems Rock surprised, she can, yeah, can just flip a switch. There's no code, right? When Charlie seems surprised, she continues, oh, Charlie, if you're going to turn off the jamming equipment, you're going to need the code. And the only three people, only three people know it, me, her, and Ben. Charlie tells her he doesn't need the code. When the station floods, he turns off the jammer, and the helicopters come to rescue his friends. Bonnie asks, well, what happens to him when the station floods? And Charlie replies, I die. Oh, God. Power move. He is, he is, Big yep. power move there. He's just like, yeah, I'm. what are you going to do? What are you going to do Nothing about that? Nothing you can that? do to me. Yep. See, so now you guys know why I'm so fucking defensive of Charlie through seasons one, two, well, yeah, and when he three. Was being a pain in the ass Especially the two. Plot, yeah, because yeah, he goes out like a goddamn hero. That's why. He does. So there. But and I didn't also, know that at the time. I know. That's so why I said, now you know. <laughs> yeah. I just had to it blame just, it on his hobbit status the whole time, which makes a difference. It does. <laughs> but it wasn't the only reason. He spent so much time being an insufferable twat, though. This I know. Is, really, this he is did. his redemption arc. So yeah. that's cool, but yeah. Well, and that's why he has to die, because that's what the show does to you, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Boone, Boone was, was letting go of his sister, dies. Shannon was falling in love, dies. Charlie redeems himself, dies. That's, that's the M.O. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. So don't redeem yourself. Yeah, yeah. just be a dick and you'll stay alive. <laughs> so back at the others camp, Ben is on his walkie. Tom tells him that seven of their people have died and that Shepard and his people are gone. Ryan tells Tom should tell Ben the good news. So Tom lets Ben know that they've captured Jarrah, Quan, and the dentist. Not Randy. <laughs> he doesn't even have a last name. He's just the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> he also says that it was obvious they knew the attack was coming. Ben says Julie betrayed them and Tom needs to find her. Ryan forces Saeed to stand up and tries to ask where Julie is, but Saeed spits in his face. So yeah. Ryan bashes his head with a handgun. You can't torture the torture, dude. <laughs> so Tom says into the walkie, they're not talking. Ben says to kill Jin and do it now. Jin says, go to hell in Korean. Ryan cocks his gun so we know he's serious. That's what they do in Hollywood. <laughs> yep. It's not cocked already. It should have been, but you know. Whatever. Bernard says, no, please. And Tom tries to convince him if he talks, they won't get hurt. Said so thinks they'll kill him no matter what, so they should stay quiet. Ryan puts his gun to Jin's head and says, sayonara which is not Korean. And he no. did not say that word. He did not say that word easily either. It's, it looked no. like he was He had to practice that a few times before he was like, sayonara. <laughs> like it was really bad. And this makes Bernard snap. And he says a radio tower. They're hiking to a radio tower before spilling the beans on everything, including Naomi, her phone, her ship, and that Carl warned them. Yeah, he just gives every goddamn detail, doesn't yeah, he? That's why, yeah, yeah. Uh, you lucky yeah. Rose wasn't there to tell him what for. Give him what exactly. for. Damn. Well, I mean, I'm, he's a dentist, not Rambo. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, Rambo wouldn't have given it up. 
Hell no. no. <laughs> so Ben looks out of his Ben looks out of his tent at Alex. Tom asks if they should kill the three men, and Ben says, "No, not yet." Oof. It is now the morning of day ninety-one for the crash survivors, and will remain this day until season four, episode two. Yeah. I like when they do this, when they drag out like one really long day over the end of a season and then the beginning. I think it's great. So Ben draws a line to the radio tower on a map while Richard watches. Richard wants to know. And this map is ridiculous. It's like this. The fact that he's like drawing a straight line. He's like, oh, we're going to intercept them here. It's like, you know, there's like topography and there's a lot of hills and things that you probably have to walk around. He's like, no, just a straight line. As the crow flies. As the crow flies, uh, exactly. Oh, maybe they took the eagles <laughs> to there you go. There you go. <laughs> intercept the tower crowd. <laughs> so Richard wants to know if they're going to the radio tower now. Ben tells him that he is going there, but that Richard and everyone else will go to the temple as planned. Oh, the yeah. Temple. Hmm. What's that, Derek? I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Richard thinks this might not be the best time for Ben to go off on his own, but Ben gets annoyed by this and wants to know why not. Richard says, because people are asking questions, Ben, about leaving home, about what happened to Locke, about Jacob, not to mention the rapidly spreading rumor that everyone that went down to the beach is dead. Ben says they aren't all dead and then picks up, packs up his things. Alex shows up and wants to know where he's going. When Ben tells her he's going to look for Jack and his friends, Alex defiantly says, I'm coming with you. When Ben agrees to it, she is surprised. Ben says, I think it's a good idea. I mean, you do want to see Carl again, don't you? Get your pack. I'm leaving in 10 minutes. Oh, he, he's like, that was a veiled threat right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. figured, yeah. He might as well have said, you do want to see Carl again before I kill him, don't you? <laughs> hmm Before Ben leaves, Richard points that there are 40 of them and they're going to do whatever it takes to get off this island. He says, what do you think is going to happen when you get there? Ben replies, I'm going to talk him out of it. Oh, okay. It's casual. (laughs) All right. Don't go. Don't go. It's better here. We know we're trying to kill you. (laughs) So in the jungle, the group has stopped to collect water from a stream. Rose and son share an anxious glance. Kate walks up to Sawyer to say something's wrong. He replies, lots of things are wrong, Kate. Um, okay. <laughs> she <laughs> thinks true. Jin Said and Bernard should have caught up with them already, and she wants to go back to see what happened. Sawyer says, Of course you do. When she questions what that means, he says, There's always something to go back for. Kate wants to know what's wrong with him, and he gives her an I'm fine. She splashes him with water from the stream and says, Ever since you got that tape from Locke, it's like you've been sweep- sleepwalking. You don't care about our friends, fine. But it's like you don't care about anything anymore. And says, when did you start calling me Kate? Oh, she likes freckles. Yes. That's not a derogatory, I don't think. No. Without a word, Sawyer turns to leave when Kate tells him that Juliet was sent to see if she was pregnant as well. Sawyer says, well, let's hope you're not. Damn. <laughs> Before Damn. walking away. Okay. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a little rough. Yeah. He's Jack- already got little Clementine. Yeah. Yeah, well, and technically, I mean, that that would probably be a death sentence, so he doesn't want that for her. But still, it just was like really harsh Mm -hmm. response, I feel like. Jack walks over to Naomi, who's holding the satellite phone. He asks if the light is still red, and Naomi nods. 
On the outrigger, Desmond slowly wakes up because he was like knocked out overnight. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> boy, they're like they're like. Uh, I mean, time. yeah, he's out for at least like 10, 12 hours. Yeah, what am I even trying to say? Like the intervals that these people like are unconscious. Sometimes it's three seconds. Sometimes it's like a day. So I he looks over the edge. It, but but it's always very convenient, the storyline. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. It just happens yeah. to fit perfectly. Uh-huh. So after he wakes up, he looks over the edge where Charlie dove down, and suddenly there's gunfire from a kale on the shore, and Desmond takes cover for a moment before diving into the water to escape the bullets. He manages to make it to the moon pool and merges from the water. The two others are arguing in the communications room with the door closed. Charlie sees Desmond and calls to him. Desmond asks if Charlie is all right, and Charlie replies, Not for long if you don't get out of here. You have to hide, Des. Hide, hide. There are other people in there. Quick, hide, hide, hide. Go, go, go. The women hear what's happening, so Charlie starts singing the cover-up that he was talking to someone. You are you are everybody. We are never going to die. No, we're just awful, though. We sound almost a little bit better than Drive Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) So we can have a greatest hits. There you go. So Bonnie punches Charlie in the face and they go back in the communications room. Charlie looks over and sees Desmond hiding in a locker behind a nearby door. And the fact that he was like staring where Desmond was, I was like, don't give it away. Uh huh. You know, if they happen to look over, what's he looking at? So we go to flash forward number three, which we still don't know it yet, but there is a clue. Mm-hmm. So Jack is in the hospital, at the foot of a patient's bed, looking at their chart. It's the woman from the bridge. His hand is shaking and he takes a pill. Another doctor enters and introduce, introduces himself as Dr. Rob Hamill, the new chief of surgery. What? Mm-hmm. Jack introduces himself as, and Dr. Hamill says, Dr. Shepard, the hero, twice over. Oh, what? twice. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So he extends his hand and Jack reluctantly shakes it. Dr. Hamill tells Jack the woman was lucky because he was on the bridge, but Jack thinks if she was lucky, she wouldn't have fractured her back, which is impinging her spinal cord. All right, Dr. Downer. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, right. Derek, when, when he said twice, was that when you started to get suspicious? Even more. Yeah. I was like twice. Okay. What was his first time? Well, it's, it's explainable. If you are counting that he rescued two people from the car. Uh. So a hint, definitely, you're supposed to be like, oh, twice? What, what does that mean? But again, explainable. Well, and he, rec- he um, saved Sarah's back. She was able to dance at her wedding. Well, true. that's true, right? That, that had, like, been published, right? Because the one woman that he ended up kissing had, like, read about the case, and that's how mm-hmm. she had brought her dad there. So that's true. It could be explained that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Jack wants to operate on her first thing in the morning. No, but those shaky-ass hands. No. Oh, my God. You're drunk, man. Don't become your father. Man, what are you doing? Pills. Yeah. Oh, right. Like, he's on fucking Oxy. Please yeah, don't do that. Yeah, he's worse than his dad. That's true. Oh, my cord. God. So Dr. Hamill apologized, but tells Jack that's not his patient and that Gary Nadler is doing the surgery at 6 a.m. Jack insists he should do it and says, Jack, last night you pulled this woman's eight-year-old son out of a burning car and then you went back for her. I think you've done enough. Again, Jack says he wants to do the surgery, so Hamill has to say that Jack needs to go home 
and have a drink and maybe shave deserves it. Oh, shave that beard. Did you yeah. say yeah. shave, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is an awkward pause before Jack hands over the chart and leaves. As he walks down the hallway, he can see a TV playing the news story about the crash on the bridge. The reporter says the bridge was shut down for several hours in the wake of a fiery car accident that left two injured, an unidentified 40-year-old woman and her son. The boy from the bridge is right there in the hospital and waves at Jack, who waves back. The reporter continues, fortunately for the two of them, Dr. Jack Shepard, who was at the scene of the crash, pulled both victims from the burning wreckage and treated them at the scene until paramedics arrived. Mm. And this whole time I was thinking, he caused the crash. He stopped his fucking car in the middle of a bridge yeah. and then got up on the side. Because the woman was probably looking over. Yeah, so, hey, she probably got distracted and crashed into his fucking parked car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So back on the island, and the group is still trekking to the tower, Sawyer tells Jack that he's going back. Jack tells him, no way, but Sawyer says he's not asking permission. All righty. He says... Yep, he says Jack has a job to do, and he doesn't need Sawyer. Jack wonders what an unarmed and alone Sawyer could accomplish. Kate says she's going with him, but Sawyer shouts, no. Wow. Yeah. She says, Again, he's harsh with her, like he's trying to protect her, but he's just so harsh about it. It's not nice. (laughs) So she says, 20 minutes ago, you weren't even interested in going, and now all of a sudden you're telling Jack that I'm Sawyer interrupts and says, I don't want to go. I didn't want to go with you. Ouch. Yeah, he's just, damn. But, so Jack says it's a suicide mission without guns, so Juliet pipes up and says there's a hidden cache of guns a couple of miles from there. Of course. She's always, <laughs> she's always cluing them in. There's always there's always supplies or, or weapons caches or whatever. And uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, very it's convenient. very video game-like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, she's it's lying a, in a, this it's case. It's a loot but... drop. True. Yeah. <laughs> So she offers to lead Sawyer to it. Jack tries to stop her, but she insists. He tells her not to do anything stupid, and she replies, I won't if you won't, and then leans in and kisses him. Yeah, I immediately looked at Kate. I was like, aha. So Juliet tells Jack not to wait up and then leaves. Jack sees that Kate was watching everything. Double ouch. Ah, her (laughs) Sawyer's like being a dick to her, and then she sees that. Yikes. down in the looking glass charlie is humming and singing bonnie yells at him to shut up and charlie says you know when you get the tune stuck in your head this song just started coming to me it's almost finished just need to find the bridge and then goes back to humming and singing bonnie says she's getting the spear gun so she can make it hurt (laughs) (laughs) he's she's she's done with him absolutely fucking mad with you all everybody So when she walks towards where Desmond is hiding, Charlie starts yelling, oi, 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 and then says he'll shut up. Mikhail suddenly emerges from the moon pool wearing diving gear. Oh, when boy. He sees it, when where he did sees he get the diving gear? There's, the a, hidden, there's, a, hidden, the, there's a hidden cache, most likely. Yeah, cache okay. of diving okay. gear, yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense, yeah. That's where they get the torches, tarps, yeah. all of that. They have, they have a diving gear farm as well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So when he sees the two women, he says, I thought you two were on assignment in Canada. Mm. 
Hmm. Oops. They tell him Ben made them promise not to tell anyone. And Mikhail sees Charlie and then asks where the other one is. They Uh tell him Charlie is alone. And Mikhail says, are you sure about that? Before taking out a knife and moving towards Charlie. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Charlie says, here's a better question to ask, Cyclops. (laughs) (laughs) God. Why did your little friend Ben tell you people this entire station was flooded when it isn't? Or why these two have been jamming transmissions off the island? Stirring up some shit. Yeah, 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 this is good what he's doing. Like, he's causing chaos amongst this group who's supposed to be allies. And if you're in some sort of hostage situation, it's probably the best you can do. Yeah. So Mikhail asks the women if that's true, just as there's a beeping from the communications room. He doesn't get an answer from them, but instead goes into the room to speak with Ben. Ben is walking through the jungle with Alex, and he tells Mikhail everything he did he did for the island. Oh, sounds Mikhail like asks if the island told him to jam his own people. Well, I mean, the island demands sacrifices sometimes, right? That's mm-hmm. it's. It sounds like that's the way Locke talks as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ben says yes, it did, and he tells Mikhail that he's always been a loyalist, and now Ben is asking him to trust him because Jacob is the one who told him to do this. That when Mikhail convenient. wants to know why Jacob would ask him to lie, Ben says, because this island is under assault by forces stronger than anything it's had to deal with in many, many years. Huh. Mm. And we are meant to protect <laughs> it, Mikhail, by any means necessary. The jamming was for everyone's security. We are in a serious situation here. So Mikhail this is won- interesting talk, right? Yeah. It, it kind of opens up. Like this, this whole, isn't the first time something has happened. Yeah, this whole other idea about like there being, you know, forces that we don't yet know about that are competing for or or um, you know, doing trying to take advantage of, I guess, the powers of this island, right? So it just feels like there's this much wider story um still to be explored when he talks like that. Yeah. So Mikhail wonders why he wasn't trusted, and Ben says he made a mistake and apologizes. There is a pause, and Ben says, I need you to help me. I need you to help me clean up this mess that I've made. I need you to kill Charlie, make sure that the jamming mechanism continues to function at all costs, and we can't risk Greta and Bonnie telling the others about what we've done, so you'll have to take care of them, too. And he's cleaning house. Yeah. Alex looks shocked. Mikhail wants to know how he's supposed to know that Ben didn't tell the woman the same thing about him. And Ben says, because if he had, then Mikhail would already be dead. Jesus fucking Christ, Ben. Like, yeah, he's, we've never seen him quite this serious. Whatever, whatever's going on, he certainly believes that they're like, that this freighter is bad fucking news. Yeah. Yeah. So trekking towards the tower and Jack stops to talk to Kate while she's dumping a rock from her shoe. He kneels down and tells her that Sawyer didn't mean it when he said he didn't want to go with her. Kate wonders why he said it. And Jack tells her he's trying to protect her. True. Yeah. He knows this because that's why he asked her not to come back. As Jack gets up and walks away, Kate stops him to ask why he's sticking up for Sawyer because Sawyer would never return the favor. And Jack says, because I love you. Wow. Yep. Oh, whoa. I <laughs> was just out of the blue. And so Kate swallows back tears as he walks away. He says this to her right after he's done kissing Juliet. I, 
Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to arrange a threesome, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that'd be that'd be a cute thruple, but I don't know. I don't know that Kate and Juliet would have a, a great relationship. I don't think no. they trust each other much. No, but I mean, I, I can also see being in love with one person, but they're not into you the way you're into them. Well, or so he's just, he's just being Sawyer's in, in her right now, but yeah. Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> um, he's being practical. Like, I, I love you, but it's obviously not going to work between us. And it seems to be working between Juliet and I. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's real life. So out in the jungle, Juliet and Sawyer are heading for the guns. Sawyer says, so when you pull me out of, those polar bear cages and put us in the chain gang. What the hell did you have us breaking all those rocks for anyway? And she tells him they're building a runway for the aliens. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I mean, at this cool. point, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, well, I'll tell you what, I know a little something about that and we will talk about it in the theories and questions bonus episode. All right. Oh, <laughs> So she smirks and then says she doesn't really know what they were, why they were building a runway. The others don't tell her everything. Sawyer then asks, so you screw in Jack yet? Hey! Oh, whoa! <laughs> but even better, Juliet fires back, no, are you? Bam! Oh! I'd watch that. Just saying. So he yeah. laughs at that and then asks how far the guns are. Juliet tells him she lied and there are no guns. She figured it's the only way Jack wouldn't argue about them leaving. Suddenly, Hurley pops out of the bushes. Love he's box. going with them. Yep. <laughs> Sawyer tells him, no way, not a chance. Hurley says, come on, I can help. They're my friends too, man. Look, Charlie wouldn't let me go with him. Jack's too busy leading to even talk to me. I just want to help, please. Oh, Hurley. And then Sawyer tells Hurley to look at himself. He'll only get in the way and get them killed. Ugh. Okay, Sawyer, sure. So Sawyer leaves and Juliet follows, leaving Hurley looking very dejected. But uh, have you guys noticed Sawyer's not using nicknames anymore? He called him Hugo. Yeah, he did call him Hugo. He's been calling Kate Kate. He's called Hurley Hugo. He's over the nicknames, I guess. Interesting. Or maybe it's just a sign of like his stress. Hopefully he's not redeeming himself because then he's going to die next. Uh, Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) See now, now Derek's on the lookout for that. All through yeah. season four, he's going to be like, "Oh shit, there's he's redeeming." <laughs> so a little further away, Ben and Alex have stopped while Ben studies his map with his straight line. He says that if they head north, they should be able to get to the tower first. Alex wants to know why he let her come. He says, "I let you come because I'm delivering you to your new family. I let you come because you betrayed me, Alex." Wow, I'm delivering you put to Carl your- in a to your what? new family, like yeah. he's just like bye. <laughs> ben does not like disloyalty, I guess. No, he does not. Well, she reminds him that he put Carl in a cage and tried to brainwash him. Ben says, "I didn't want him to get you pregnant. I suppose I overreacted. We better get going." I suppose I overreacted, Dad. Yeah, putting him, you putting put him in a clockwork orange. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you you suppose? I would say so. I, I do. Think that he was just trying to protect his daughter, you know, wait, in wait, the whole. We need to save this because you just defended Ben. Oh, <laughs> <That's very true. laughs> 
Sure, he's actually see the same thing because he knows what happens when women get pregnant. Exactly. And even though she's yeah. not his biological daughter, he has spent, you know, somewhere between 16 and 18 years, depending on who you ask. Um, you know, okay, well, why don't you just get it? Why don't you just airdrop some fucking birth control instead of right. kidnapping all these and other brainwashing? <laughs> yeah, there's that. Her boyfriend. Or condoms. For because something. birth control and condoms are birth control is a sin. Oh that's my right. god! Oh, yeah, man. Ben's a real religious guy. I think. Yeah, yeah, god, I sin all the time. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> Alex then calls him by his first name and asks why he can't just let them leave. Ben replies, "Because I can't, Alex. Mm. Why? Why can't mm. you?" Mm. <laughs> so, at the Dharma mass grave, Locke opens his eye and the camera focuses on it. You know, yeah, like a lot of previous episodes. Mm-hmm. But he's paralyzed again. Oh, fuck. He sees a gun and moves his legs with his arms before dragging himself to check it if it has any bullets. When he finds it loaded, he prepares to shoot himself in the head, but then he hears whispers and a voice says, don't, John. Locke turns to see motherfucking Walt. Whoa! <laughs> He's my son! <laughs> Standing at the edge of the grave. What the hell? <laughs> He tells Locke to put the gun down and to get up. Locke says, he shot me and I can't move my legs. Walt tells him he can move his legs and that he needs to get out of the ditch. And Locke asks why. And Walt replies, because you have work to do. What? To do. What? They stare at each other and Locke smiles with his little yeah, Locke smile. Yeah, he does. And you get the title screen. End of episode. Where the fuck did Walt come from? Yeah, Walt. I never expected that. Is happening. He came came from heading three two five, I think. Oh, that's Mm, right. That's true. Okay. Um, who's ready for fun facts about radio waves? Okay. (laughs) Christy actually sounded excited. Okay, yeah, that's something new and different. All right. German physicist Heinrich Hertz, you will probably recognize the name Hertz if you know anything about sound, used a... Rental car agency. Uh, Okay, yep, that too. (laughs) He used a spark gap attached to an induction coil and another spark gap attached to an antenna to prove radio waves existed in the late 1880s. When the waves created by the sparks of the coil transmitter were picked up by the receiving antenna, sparks would jump the gap as well. You often see that um, spark gaps jumping in depictions of Tesla. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking that's very Tesla-esque. Yeah. So contrary to popular belief, radio waves are not actually sound waves. They are the longest wavelengths in the electromagnetic spectrum. They range in length from a football field to the diameter of the Earth. On Earth, radio waves bounce around the ionosphere, and if the ionosphere is charged by lightning or elevated temperatures, radio waves' reach is drastically shortened which is why sometimes, now our younger listeners might not understand this, but when you used to drive cars, you just had the radio to listen to, maybe a tape deck if you were lucky. Um, (laughs) And on like stormy days and things like that, the radio would be, um, have static. And that is why. 
So you can listen to audio on the radio because it converts the waves into mechanical vibrations within a speaker, and that is what our ears can actually hear. Radio telescopes help astronomers learn about the composition, structure, and motion of planets, comets, stars, and galaxies, because we use them as we send uh, or watch radio waves, like where they bounce off of things like that, Um, in an attempt to contact extraterrestrial life. On November 16th, 1974, a radio wave message was sent into space using the Arecibo Radio Telescope created by Frank. Thank you. Arecibo Radio Telescope created by Frank Drake and one of my faves, Carl Sagan. A graphic message was sent to our uh, alleged cosmic neighbors, if there are any, um, in an M13. We sent them a graphic message. Like we porn did. and stuff? Yeah. Stay, we, out of our, yeah. stay off our fucking planet, aliens. <laughs> we, we sent them. Gonna, like, saw the women have bushes. We, <laughs> we sent them unsolicited uh, dick pics, dick I guess. Dick pics, yeah, exactly. Um, so we, we sent it out. Di- <laughs> There's a picture of Dick Cheney. We're just like... <laughs> Dick, so and a we, mushroom. <clears throat> oh my god, you guys! We sent it to the M13 globular star cluster. Glob. Uh, that is about a third of a million stars make up this cluster, and it's located about twenty-one thousand light years away, um, toward the outskirts of the Milky Way. It's gonna take some time to get there. Yeah, yeah indeed. So the deep space message comprised of seventy-three lines with 23 characters each, totaling 1,679 bits. 73 and 23 are two prime numbers, and they were used to aid the aliens in deciphering the message. The duration of the transmission was under three minutes and included pictures of the Arecibo telescope, DNA, our solar system, a stick representation of a human being, and various biochemicals found on Earth. So far, we haven't heard back that we know of. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's only at this point, what, 30, 30-some, 40-some yeah, light got, years away? 21,000 yeah. years. Yeah, it's right. just a ways, a ways to go. That would explain why we haven't heard back. Okay. Yeah. moments how about derek my best moment was the ending when Locke sees walt and all of that oh yeah it's a good they're scene. like holy shit where the hell did this come from like totally unexpected we hadn't seen that like kind of clever playful Locke smile in a while have we? no yeah well, he has a mission again he has yeah. exactly purpose yeah. and meaning right Oh, I've got work to do. He's like, yeah, that's right. Swing. Yep. Somebody yeah. press some, that button. Something is telling him what to do. That's when he's at his. Yep. He's, he seems to need something to tell him what to do. Yeah, that's true. And the worst moment was just Sarah just being a not wanting to give him a ride home and just being a bitch in general. Okay. I mean, really being a bitch. She she went to the hospital to see if he was okay. He's okay. But why did she he, come if she didn't wasn't going to help him? He can call a cab. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess so, but that, I feel the same way. Like, if you weren't there to, like, he- give him the help, then you were there right. just to ask him if he was drinking. And it's like, right. it, that's not even really any of your business anymore. He should have removed you as a contact. That's his mistake. But, yeah, yeah, I do. I do see it as, like, kind of a bitch move to go down there and then just not give him a ride. It's weird. When she asked him if he was drinking, I wish he would have said, no, wait, are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not with you anymore. That's why I quit drinking. <laughs> Oh, geez. All right. Bam. Um, Chris, well, Christy, give us your best and worst. Obviously, Sarah is not, not in your worst moments. Um, I really enjoyed when Rose said, if you say live together, die alone to me, Jack, I'm going to punch you in your face. Yeah, I liked that line, too. I thought it was I loved good. it. Uh, my worst moment was Bernard giving up all of the information to the others. He just, mm. you know, yep. he would not do well as a POW, clearly. No. Yeah, Jesus. Um, he didn't even have to give up that much. No, he, he'd actually do very no. well as a POW. They'd probably have him setting up in a hotel somewhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hanoi Hilton. Exactly. All right. So my best, I had two. Jack tells Kate that he loves her. Um, and then Charlie harasses his captors with you all, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, worst moment. Uh, Sawyer says that he didn't want to go with Kate. I think he could have communicated a little bit better with her in that moment. And then also, Hurley gets rejected again. <sighs> yeah. Poor Hurley. Ben, well, how about you? I'm not very good at this. Um, I have a bunch of favorite scenes, so I'm just going to start rattling them off. What uh, are you not good at? Just just picking one favorite and one least favorite. I'm oh, not yeah. not so good at it. Okay. The end of season three, he, he tells us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So uh, my favorite would be uh, the whole uh, Jack, I love you scene. Uh, also, okay. when Charlie tells Bonnie that, you know, I'm going to die, basically. I, that was a baller move. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. a baller move. Just what can she reply to that? Right. You know? uh, but, yeah. I mean, he's the, basically like, I'm here to die, bitch. You can't, there's, you can't do anything nothing you to can, me. Yeah. 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 yeah, you can't exactly. freak me out. I know I'm dying here today. Yeah. 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 The third one was was Locke's little smile at the end when he got his mission. Oh, yeah. Um, for my least favorite, I have, nope, I have just another favorite. I didn't have a least favorite here. I told you I <laughs> suck at this. So my other least, my other favorite was when the group is walking at the at the scene at the very beginning and then all their feet get wet. I just oh, that makes me laugh wave. so much. Yeah, yeah, it really did bother you. You mentioned it a couple times while we were watching it. Yeah, yeah. like no, nobody actually... makes any attempt to get out of the way. It's just like oh, we're walking through this water, and that was really I know. Funny and without a cobbler, you can't just be walking around right, in wet exactly. shoes all you the time. It's really not shoes. Yeah. Obviously, Ben, why don't you keep going? Give us your uh, rankings. Okay. Um, for the top, I didn't have a third favorite. Um, second favorite was Jack, just being you know general hero kind of leader in this. And then first was Charlie because Charlie's just just power baller in this. Uh, yep. In the in these episodes, um, and it, when he's confident, he's he's really funny. Which yes, is, uh, yeah. At the uh, bottom, I've got uh, third place. I've got Bonnie and her bitch face. Uh, I got Ryan Bonnie and her bitch face. Yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie, <laughs> bitch face, bitch face, Bonnie. I think, I think it's, I, I like Bonnie, bitch face more, but Bonnie, yeah. bitch face, yeah. Okay, and a new character nickname is born. Yeah. Uh, second. Also, I think second. I'm going to call anyone that I don't like. Like uh, Karen is getting kind of played out. I think it's it's Bonnie, bitch face now. <laughs> Bonnie, bitch face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Bonnie, bitch face. S- second, 
second, I've got Ryan. And at the bottom, I have, and this will be a surprise to most of you, Ben Linus. Yeah. You quit your fucking clapping right now. What have you done, Ben? What have you done? Why would you do this? Because Ben Linus, as a character, when he is a step ahead of everyone and he's dealing and he's scheming, is really, really enjoyable when he's not in control and he's just murdering people he's just not he's just not as strong or as entertaining a character to me yeah Um, this really is about him cleaning up a mess yeah yep well i'm gonna have a counterpoint to that in a second but uh ben who are you fucking killing oh well i think for fucking i'm gonna do uh, naomi and greta in the room with the blinking yellow light and uh, I'm going to <laughs> Greta, kill that yeah. actress. Uh, she played uh, Snow White's, like the evil queen from Snow White on Once Upon a Time on AB, another ABC show. I watched, I didn't yeah, see that. I, I watched remember. The, yeah, I watched the first few seasons and then I got rid of like regular TV and never finished it. Um, anyway, sorry, Ben. Who are you killing? Jack's beard. Nah. Yep. <laughs> Deservedly so. Um, Okay, I said I had a, a a counterpoint to that, what you said um, about Ben. I'll get to that in a second. My f- n- number one was Charlie. Of course, he wins the entire end of season three. He's like badass and hilarious in this. Um, Jack, I had second. He confessed that he loves Kate to Kate, and I thought that was great. <laughs> I rhymed. Um, and I had third best. Um, I had Ben, um, I see your point, Ben, about Ben. Um, but I had viewed it a little bit differently that, like, I thought he was on the top of his game because from his point of view, the goal is to keep the island safe from whomever is on that freighter and that a couple, like, you know, some collateral damage of people dying is not as important as as outright, like, protecting the island. And so I saw him as, you know kind of going for broke to save the island, which is why I, ha- I had him in the top. Um, Sound like Locke or something with, you know, he's got to protect the island. I know. I told you. Yeah. I fucking love Locke. He was my favorite character in, in the first season when I first watched it. And I was so mm-hmm. with him. I was all about the island. Like, uh, in real life, I'm, I'm more like Jack than a skeptic. But in the show, I love to, like, adopt that, you know, the mindset i guess of Locke or so much yeah. right or or ben in this case yeah um worst characters ryan the new danny and sarah i was very annoyed at her for showing up at the hospital so my fuck there was a scene in um the episode where they were hiking up the hill headed toward the tower and they're in this field and it was like long grass and the grass was kind of blowing And then Sawyer looked over his shoulder and his hair was kind of blowing and there was just a lot of blowing and it made me want to blow something. So so it's going to be me and Sawyer in the tall grass with the breeze. It just sounded like I was giving an answer to Clue. (laughs) 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 Um, And that's what I'm fucking. And I'm going to kill Mikhail so the next episode doesn't happen because I can't take it. (laughs) I'm going to cry. Um, Derek, what were your rankings? Uh, my best was um, Jack, you know, because he's taking the lead there, and um, you know, gonna get ugh, going to get him off the island. Um, mm-hmm. Second was Sawyer, 
for wanting to go back to save Jim, Saeed, and Bernard. And okay. third was Juliet for the same reason. We all have like different people on the top. And, and so I had such a struggle picking anyone um, for the bottom in like these last few episodes. And I had a struggle not picking everyone for the top. <laughs> Because I just like yeah. so many of the characters yeah. are really like they really step up at the end. They of this do, well, season. except for one, which is my worst, Bernard, okay. for just oh. spilling his guts. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, he didn't even have to say as much. I mean, that's uh, true. Uh, like, why did he give? He all, gave everything, every detail. Yeah. Like, you could have said one thing, or you could have told him a lie. Yeah. How would yeah. they know? Uh, and my not second Ram- worst he's is not Rambo. Ryan. No, he's yeah. definitely not Rambo. <laughs> he's not Rambo. So my second worst is Ryan. And third for Sarah and her antics in the hospital. Okay, yeah, you and I both really were annoyed by her, not the other two. Christy wasn't, but Ben wasn't either. No, no. I'm gonna fuck Kate, and I'm gonna kill Jack's beard for being almost as bad as his wig. <laughs> hear you, hear you. I think it might be worse than the wig. Uh, you think? Yeah. No, that wig was really brutal. I mean, the was... beard is worse, man. But the beard yeah. just looks—it looked like it just looked dirty. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If it wasn't trimmed and it looked weirdly oily in certain like situations and it was like the fire from the car was like glistening on his beard and it was yeah. like oh felt, wash your face felt like it was too long for his face too like yeah. yeah it's just bad it made his head look like a really like a banana almost <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right that's exactly yeah. right that's what i said he looks like this he looks like the singer system of a down with that beard <laughs> i didn't know he had a banana face but i guess so um, Christy, what were your rankings? So I kind of struggled because part of me wanted to put Jack on the, the in my top three because Jack on the island was pretty great. But okay. then I was also going to have to put him in the bottom three because Jack off the island was pretty fucking awful. Ah, um, yeah. So I just didn't put him anywhere. Um, top, I have Charlie and then Juliet and Sawyer, you know, they're they're going back to help the guys on the beach um, mm-hmm. on the bottom. Uh, big shocker. My my number one bottom is Ben. <clears throat> and then we have uh, Mikhail and Bonnie. Um, I'm, I'm not fucking anybody in this episode, um, but it's not I sexy. am going to kill Ben. God damn it. Man. I need to you know, ben, in a dentist. She thinks she's not fucking anyone this episode. She's pushy st- Pussy still dry from getting fucked in the moon pool. Oh yeah, that salt water. Yeah, yeah salt okay. water. Um, next season, Ben, there's got to be some kind of block on the spreadsheet so that I can keep her from fucking voting against Ben. I've had enough. I can do what I oh. want. Damn it! I don't you're, like hate you're right. Anyway. I hated Anna Lucia, but you oh know. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. what we should do. Is we should start. We should start restricting voter rights. That's a great idea, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Not like anyone's ever tried to do that before. <laughs> okay. A lacy tater ship doesn't sound as good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like I've made uh, some sort of uh, electronic vehicle out of a potato. It's a lacy well, tater was, ship. I was thinking of like a, a waffle fry, but like thinner <laughs> with smaller holes in it, like a lacy oh. tater. Oh. oh, like a tater that looks like the lace pattern, a lacy tater yeah. ship. Oh, oh okay. I said ship, not chip, but that's okay. I know, but a lacy <laughs> chip would be fucking cool too. Yeah. Coming chip. soon from Space Bear Media, <laughs> where you can get all your favorite salty snacks. Okay, 
Um, what the fuck are we doing next? Ben, what are the rankings before we go into the last episode of season three? Is Sawyer pulling an echo? Is that what's happening here? Uh, we've got Sawyer still in first place with 127 points, Juliet with 117, and Hurley with 110. The bottom Holy of the barrel moly. is exactly the same with uh, Deadpan Standing with negative 90, Poopstick Paolo with negative 80, and Mr. Cooper with negative 59 points. Okay, so obviously that is how the season is going to end on the bottom. Nothing is going to change there, no way, no how, not in one episode. However, at the top, we've got, what, just like a 10-point spread between Sawyer and Juliet and a 7-point spread between Juliet and Hurley? Yeah. Woo-wee! How about some final impressions? Before you go download the next episode, Christy, what'd you think of part one of Through the Looking Glass? It was so good. It, it's yeah. doing such a great job of setting us up for the final episode of the season. Um, yeah, the the flash forwards are are awesome. Um, and I just, I can't wait to see what happens next. I know! Ben. Well, I like Charlie, you know, basically in a position where he's tied up, but he's ex- he's he's ex- like expressing his power in this moment. Yeah. Even tied up. Yes. He's the he's, power of being irritating. That's right. He is just <laughs> completely fucking their shit up. Oh, that's um, too funny. It's and it's fun. He's he's like he's confident. He's like lighthearted. There's this uh just a total change in demeanor from him because i guess at this point he just sort of knows like well no matter how this ends i'm going to be dead so i might as well i might as well you know not be a bitch you know i might as well go out might as well go out strong yeah i'm in it this far (laughs) yeah right exactly um so like that that whole thing is is great the the flash forward i'm i'm not as big a fan of the flash forwards in this case um, it might just be weighed down by his fucking beard. It's really difficult to watch. <laughs> um, but all in all, like I, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a good episode, and um, I'm really looking forward to to the last one because I know I've seen it before. But um, it's a it's a really great episode, and um, this feels like a really good setup for it. Totally agree. Um, we go from greatest hits into this, uh, part one and it, everything just keeps building. They're so good at that. Um, obviously like there's something huge coming in the next episode. We don't quite know what it is yet. We will talk about that shortly. Um, but yeah, I think that this episode is just fucking great. First time I watched it at this point, I was still totally... I mean, I was, I, I was, I had no idea, obviously, uh, what was about to happen. Um, and I was blown away. Again, we'll talk more about that in the next episode. Um, but yeah, I, this, I'm, I'm loving it. I know season three is controversial and it definitely had some, some stinkers in it. Um, but boy, does it pick up steam at the end and it, uh, concludes, I think, in a huge fucking way. So, um, yeah, Derek. What did you think? And, um, you know, let us know just what your perspective was, because at this point, uh, you had no idea that you were watching Flash Forwards, right? So what did you think of the episode? And did you have any questions? 
I thought it was a really good episode. And yeah, when I, when I watched it, I did not know that these were flash forwards. <clears throat> yeah. And um, so, yeah, um, I said the group is getting close to the radio tower and, um, you know, Desmond's coming to Charlie's rescue and Charlie is fantastic in this episode. Just, you know, sowing the seeds of descent and all that and, you know, trying to so get them good. to fight each other. Um, but Mikhail arrived, so it's not looking too good. And Ben is dead set on keeping everyone on the island. He claims it has to do with Jacob. Um, so my biggest question is, where the hell did Walt come from? And what work does Locke need to do? Oh, wow. Yeah. What work does he need to do? We get a little hint at that uh, in the next episode, or at least what he thinks he needs to do. Um, and that is, uh, both of those questions are definitely uh, explored in the second half of this series. <sighs> Guess what, guys? But one right thing now. is, oh. before the season started, I had low expectations because this was voted like the worst season by a lot of fans. Right. It's, so far, it's not as bad as they said it was. You know, there's a few of those rough episodes in the middle, but it's yeah. ending right. on a bang. It's yeah. See, I was pretty defensive. I was very defensive season three end of Charlie through uh, the entire first half. Um, and a lot of it is because, you know, I know what happens or I knew what happened. I know how strong season three ends that it it's kind of you can forgive you can forgive yeah. a little bit of like stranger in a strange land. No, yeah, Nikki and Paolo. No, not really. Not Paolo. No. No. <laughs> not that stranger dude. to strange land. Oh, yeah, oh God. All right. Here's what's going to happen right now, guys. Um, listeners, you are going to shut this uh, podcast off. You're going to stop it and you're going to download two more if you haven't already. All right. Our bonus theories and questions this year, we are talking about the fan theories after season three, deep dive into character rankings, including an aggregate over the three seasons. Christy's given us a peek into Lost Missing Pieces, which is a series of webisodes that came out between the original airing of season three and season four. And then, of course, more of Derek's questions and Derek's theories. But you're not going to listen to that until... You listen to season three, episode 23. It is Through the Looking Glass, part two. It is, of course, another Jack episode. Some more flashbacks, excuse me, forwards. And we find out they're not flashbacks. Um, Derek is, of course, going to bring us that episode. And I will do my absolute best not to sob through the entire thing. But I am making... Good luck. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, go download it right fucking now. Okay? Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trim. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. You can also find us at SpaceBear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.